Very nice. All right. Well, I'd say go enjoy the Bruins, but they're not playing anymore. So thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. I'm so upset that that never records, but I, I yeah, just think it would I add know. to it. But I don't think, you know, it's not a necessity, but we hear it. They won't. Well, but, uh, this morning and last week when I was recording and I didn't use Zoom and I didn't have that cue, I was like, all right, guys, we're recording now. It's on. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, make sure whatever you say into the microphone. Well, I guess it's all pre-recorded, so I could edit it out. But, you know, it's good to know. Let people know when there's a, a microphone on. Right, right, right. Welcome to the uh, Mia and Mara football show. I realized for the past like three or four, no, not four, three or two or three shows. I haven't introduced it as that, so I got to get on my game. But, you know, a lot of podcasts don't do that. But No, yeah, I, I've slowly been transitioning myself into introductions that are based just like on random conversation. Yeah. And then figure out a time to cut it and, and put it in there. But I, right. I like it. The, the, the trick for me was was figuring out which M comes before the other. Are you wearing your Bruins hat? Uh, yeah, I am. But it's backwards. Usually backwards. you can see the B, now you can't. Yeah. Any yeah, correlation I mean, to what's going on? Yeah. I don't <laughs> or, know. Or what happened, I should say. Well, they definitely uh sucked. Yes. There's no other way of putting it. There there isn't. There isn't. They weren't good enough. Plain and simple. They didn't have enough depth defensively. Their scoring went cold. We thought with the addition of Taylor Hall, they'd have enough up front where if the first line wasn't scoring, the second line could pick up the the slack, but Tuka Rask was injured. It was a disaster. Doesn't that surprise you that Tuka played with that? That he played with a torn labrum? It surprises me that he tried to play with it. Uh, I would have thought that of all the other things that he kind of like sat out with. Like getting the shits? mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Bubble guts? Yeah, this probably would have been up there as well as a reason for him to just kind of go away. But if this is the end of Tuka Rask, then... Maybe he didn't want to go away so easily, and maybe the players stood up for him, and that's why we are where we are. Yeah, I will again. I will say that I'm surprised. Like just like you put it, very surprised that of through all the stuff that he's called out of games for, he played with the torn labrum. It, mm-hmm. It's a little puzzling, but you know, you do give him credit for that. Yeah, I, I, I give him. I don't see how you couldn't. For, for, the only way you could theoretically not give him credit for it and give him crap for it was you need to understand that it's not all about you. And if it's better for the team to put somebody else or play somebody else, then that's what the team needs to do and stop being so selfish. Right. That's the only way you could look at it. Well, today was, I had to clear my throat. Today's the first day of mandatory mini camp. Yes. We're getting closer every and every podcast. I feel like it's something new and one step closer to a very normal NFL season. Knock on wood, of course. Yeah. Well, I think this is this is the final week of like the off-season type training before they get into training camp. I'm pretty sure. Again, the schedule makes no sense to me. And this mandatory mini camp that's usually mandatory across the league. Well, it's, tr- it's changed. Canceled. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Even like of- pre pre COVID, it's changed. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff has became has become more voluntary, I think. 
correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, definitely. It, it absolutely has. And after COVID, we've seen how effective you can be practicing, playing, training, whatever you want to call it with your teammates off facility. Now, whether or not players are responsible enough to do it on their own is another story. But no, I think the way the NFL handled the offseason last year and how they've kind of adapted to the new era of player has been a good move. It's been progressive. I think it's healthier for the players not to experience as much contact in the offseason as they had. And if you're really just trying to install formations and, and plays and things that are like X's and O's and film, again, I never played football, so I don't know what a practice is like, but like, you don't really need to be there for that, do you? Like, unless you want to hold the attention of the guys in the room, which someone like Belichick probably does, but uh, you're all professionals. You should be responsible, like do your homework type thing. Right, right. So here's the question that everybody's kind of been leaning on since last, really since last year's camp is about Stefan Gilmore. Today's the day he uh, was not there, did not show up. So take that as this is his first day of holding out. Yeah, definitely the first day of holding out. He's only getting paid seven and a half million dollars to play football this year. Yep. And this is, again, this became a question last year when he was upset and they didn't extend his contract then. They just took money from this year and gave it to him last year. So that rose it to about $13 million last year mm-hmm. to make him happy for a season that clearly ended up, you know, obviously not meaning a goddamn thing for the Patriots. Um, and, yeah, now $7 million this year. So, what, we got $14 million left in cap? Yeah, I think it's it's close to that. It might be like 13 and change. It's it's enough. It's definitely enough. And if you were going to restructure to try and get him up to that 14 number, right. you'd just have to give him another seven. So you'd still have seven in space. And again, yeah. like if it's in the NFL, it's it's funky because I don't know why teams wouldn't spend to the cap every single year if the contracts aren't guaranteed thereafter. Right, right. Because it's not like you can roll that money over and spend more in the following season. It's not like you have to budget for the future. One year, Stefan Gilmore, fuck it. We'll give him $20 million if we've got the space for it. Well, that's the thing, though. Do you want one? Do you want to just bump him up for this year or do you want to sign him for another year as well? That I don't know. I would lock him up. I would lock him up for. Another, another another two years, another year or two, depending on what you can do with the rest of the cap that you have. But uh, I definitely don't want to just raise his salary this year like we did last year with whatever cap we have left and then just have him play this year and that's it. I would, I think everybody would prefer to lock him up, but holding the con- out, that's the, cons- the concern that I would have with him is regression. Because he's coming off injury, because of the age, he'll be 31 uh, later in September. How much better is he going to get? How much more improvement is he going to see? Or are we going to be locking him up and paying him a hefty price and not be able to get out of it and he's not going to be worth it? Because Patriots are very big on we are going to pay you what we think you are worth now, not based on what you used to be worth or what you might be worth. 
they're very, very stingy with their contracts, as we all know. Yeah. Um, so Stefan Gilmore, one of uh, a few, I don't, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but a few Patriots that were not at mandatory minicamp. I know Belichick had said in his uh, presser this morning that some absences from uh, Gilmore, uh, from Gilmore, from minicamp were weather related, which I'm sorry, what, what weather? Where, like, where are you, first of all? Are we talking that, rain? I don't know. Like, where are, well, unless it's raining somewhere, if you're out in LA, if it's raining out in LA, which I highly doubt that. Yeah. I mean, where are you, though? That weather's a factor. Listen, which, uh, it, which that was not linked to Gilmore. Nothing is coming about from Gilmore, whether it is a holdout or it's something else. Cause he, Belichick also said that, you know, whatever is excused is going to, you know, stay within the organization and blah, 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 which makes sense. It's a good answer and all that, but we're not getting, he's just not there. You're not getting anything else. Last year you had, you had rumors and speculation that he was unhappy with the, the money. And then when they advanced him some extra cash from this year, that kind of settled that there was like, Oh, okay. So he was upset about it. And this is probably going to happen again next year. And here we are. You're, you, yeah. There's nothing out there. So it, it does, it leads to, yes, he's holding out because of a contract, but still you're not even getting that from it anywhere. I, I'm sorry, Andrew. I can't get over the fact that some players didn't show up because of weather. It's raining. It's a little puzzling. It's a little puzzling. Like we, we do not live far away from Foxborough, which I'm pretty sure is where they held practice today. Yeah. It was Fl- flights today. in term, terms of weather, but still like what, you know what, then get in two days beforehand. Yep. And you can and you can drive to work instead of having to wait everything to be the last minute. Was it in 2009, the year that uh, Adelius Thomas and Randy Moss decided to skip practice because they couldn't get themselves out of their uh, their driveway because of a snowstorm? And Belichick was like, nope, go home, guys. You're, I'm not putting up with this. And that caused like a huge problem in the room. Belichick yeah, has yeah. gotten soft. He has gotten much softer. It's probably a good thing, though. Well, I mean. Those are players nowadays. You need to hold their hands through everything. Right. So how could you blame him? He's got to go with he's got to go with what the players are accustomed to. Again, all these play these players that are making I feel like I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> not not that not that I like I need my handheld or anything, but these guys are making millions of dollars and they have a chance to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to be prepared for this? Like, why wouldn't you want to be out there and preparing and making sure that you're ready for when you need to be somewhere when it's mandatory. I think think it's just some people take things for granted or they don't realize what an opportunity they have. Yeah. Like uh, Randy Gregory, the the pass rusher from Dallas, the guy who's like always suspended. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like for PEDs or if it's for like substance abuse or if it's for domestic violence. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's always something with him. Like the guy's like a freak talent. Like he's a very good player when he's on the field, but he takes his talent for granted and he's always getting into trouble and he's not following the rules or he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And he ends up hurting the team as a result. And he keeps right. getting second chance after second chance because of how good he is. But eventually those chances are going to run out because your body's going to fail and you're going to look back on your career and say, Hmm, I blew it. 
Did you see what uh, Jalen Ramsey tweeted out? He's doing a little bit of recruiting. I did not. So uh, at Jalen Ramsey on Twitter, huh. yo, at Bump and Run Gilmore, what's good, my dog? I guess a little while after that, he tweeted out, at Mookie Betts got traded from Boston to L.A. and won a ring. That was nice. What you think, Bump and Run Gilmore? Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, because what? Okay. If, if we got into trade talks with L.A., about Stefan Gilmore, what would you want? So, like, who's a player that comes like to the just right to mind when you think about it in Los Angeles? Yeah, because I'm sorry, it's not going to be it's not going to be draft picks. It's players. Like, if they trade Stefan Gilmore, they better. I don't want to say get a haul for him, but you're going to get a you're going to get something nice. I mean, the, the, I would like draft picks because I think, again, this this team will benefit from having... Right, but it just can't be just draft picks. How many? Am I getting a first? If you gave me a first, a second, and a third for Stefan Gilmore, I'd do that yesterday. If I'm only getting like a second or third round pick at best, and then maybe I have to give up like a sixth or a seventh to get another second or third, yeah, that's probably not super worth it especially considering how bad their picks have been in the second round over the history of the last 20 years player wise somebody on the los angeles roster that i would trade stefan gilmore for reasonably right because i would take aaron donald in a heartbeat yeah i think you would have been more you would have been closer to making that kind of deal after he after Gilmore won defense player of the year, but no, yeah. I don't think, I don't think for, I don't think for one second, they're going to get rid of Darnold. No, yeah. Darnold. Donald. It, it, he's, he would be off the table. I'm trying to think like Los Angeles has a very talented roster. Yeah. But now that a lot of their guys are gone, I really don't even remember who's on the team. Like, uh, what's his name? Jalen Ramsey on defense. Is on the team. Yeah, Cooper Cup. You got uh, Robert Woods still on the team. Robert Woods. What do they have as far as offensive line? They just you pick. You just picked up uh, a lineman. I have no idea, but you just picked up Matthew Stafford. Yep. But still, even though yes, he's a talent, talented quarterback. You could find out that eh, it was kind of Stafford too in Detroit for the past couple of years. Maybe he, you know, he's not as good as we thought. Yeah, I. I so how close is that. LA really to? A ring in that division we'll see how good arizona is i thought arizona was going to be a lot better last year than their record ended up being yeah uh, seattle's always going to be competitive san francisco should probably have a bounce back season arizona didn't even get it that much better you signed jj watt which you know great that's not the answer to all your problems and they signed him to a ton of money which is even stupider on their part yeah kyler murray makes things interesting but i don't think he's going to last too much longer in the NFL. Um, yeah, your two biggest threats are the 49ers and the Seahawks. And I think Arizona can make it interesting. So, yeah, yeah it's a tough division. It's been for the past couple of years. It's been for a while. Uh, I don't want to say a while, but for the, in recent years, it has been a tough division to play in. I think it's, it's definitely been a, a tough division for the last decade i mean 10 years ago i think that was the division that people were coming out winning 
at seven and nine. Yeah. And then hosting a playoff game and then winning that playoff game. Right. But then Seattle was more up and coming and the 49ers were, you know, decent Arizona. Yeah. Cardinals played in a couple of conference championship games yeah. over a, like a five, seven year stretch. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a quality division. I think that the franchises that are in that division are competent. Right. For the most part. Like I said, your two biggest threats are the uh, Seattle and uh, the Niners, and then Arizona can, could make it interesting, but I don't think they didn't make that many improvements. Malcolm Butler is an Arizona Cardinal. I know that. Uh, AJ Green. AJ Green now, but again, injuries. He's getting up there in age. So the, we'll, uh, we'll see. DeAndre Hopkins is still there, though. That's, yep. that's, that's the difference maker for the Cardinals. And then uh, who'd they draft in the first round? Off the top of my head, I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I'd have to look it up as well. But, but... A, a Gilmore trade to L.A., nothing really comes to mind about it. So, I don't... it's going to be interesting to see, you though. We're going to do it. If you were going to do a trade with the Rams, is there anybody on that roster that you would want? What are the receivers looking like? Maybe so we, said, we said Robert Woods. We said Cooper Cup. I, think I don't think you even get you, you wouldn't touch one of those guys. Tight end, I think it's that Higby kid, like Tyler Higby or something like that. You don't need a tight end though. You no, not had, anymore. Thankfully, you decide uh, Smith and Henry. And you drafted a couple of tight ends the year before that. That are probably yeah. Don't forget about Matt Lacoste. <laughs> don't Matt forget LaCosse about Matt Lacoste. Yeah, where's Ryan Izzo up to? Maybe we can get him in the room he's, as well. He's with Houston. He's actually of course Houston, he is. So. Of course he's with Houston. That's where they all go. Uh, that's that's. I still think that's where Stidham ends up. Stidham had some comments today about uh, the drafting of Mac Jones. Said that it definitely got his attention. <laughs> okay, but... definitely. Uh, yeah, okay. But uh, any weddings this summer? You plan on going to? Yeah, probably not. Hopefully not. Got to head down to uh, Second Beach at some point. He I, he's down there a lot with uh, Kennedy and the uh, the Henrys. I'm sure will will join them at some point. It's a nice beach. It's, it's a little nice overrated. Beach. I think it's a little overrated. Sometimes really? the the red tide will get you on Second Beach. Oh well, that's just down in that one corner. You got to stay yeah. out of that corner. Definitely got to stay out of that corner. But that's where like the the body surfers go. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I got red. T- uh, what do you call it when you uh, you swim in red tide, and it affe- it affects your lungs a little bit. What the hell is Ooh, it called? I don't know. I got that once from swimming in red tide, though. It's n- nothing serious. My chest just hurt a little bit, but uh, one one time I remember I went swimming in the ocean. I was a pool guy growing up, mm-hmm. like back backyard pools, pool clubs, YMCA, that type of shit. So me and salt water don't have a great relationship i chafed like a motherfucker this day and i had never chafed before in my life and i was like i think i'm allergic to water i can't walk (laughs) that was that was an experience see now i'm looking at videos on twitter about uh oh there's a mr by cam newton that sucks uh (laughs) yeah i think he had another tough day from some of the reports that i saw some tweets that i saw from uh from minicamp it seemed like Oh, man, this is not good. Mac Jones has made a little bit of progression. 
I don't know if it was in throwing of the football or decision making, yeah. but Cam Newton continues to struggle. And I think that he's struggling not just because he can't throw a football to begin okay, well, with. That was but a drop that, on Aguilar. That thumb is giving him an issue. Yeah, it's uh, so I'm looking at it right now. This is uh, Patriots on NBC uh, SB on Twitter. So, and it's just a compilation of of uh, Newton and Mac uh, throwing throwing the football. Mm-hmm. There's that Monday sl- freaking slew. Uh... <laughs> oh man, maybe if you know my phone was working. Maybe if my phone was working, I would have been in such a crap-ass mood. But uh, it's another story for another day. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just Mac, uh, Mac and Cam going back and forth throwing the football. And I've yeah seen three missed throws by Newton in the back of the end zone. And Jones is just dropping them in there. Yeah. There is one drop. There was one drop on Aguilar. I will give Newton that. But uh, you know what pisses me off? So many people are trying to sound like right that Cam Newton just will not last, might not start week one, will only start week one and won't get past that. Like, if any of these reporters out there just want to act like, oh, I told you so, here it is, he's not playing anymore. Like, no one is surprised by this. It's right. It's it's not a it's not a something to be. Take. Yeah. A hot, think, now the polar opposite would me be saying I think Cam Newton's actually going to do pretty good, and then they go yeah. to a playoff game with him. That is yeah. a hot take. That's a very hot take. Now I'm not would, saying that. Would I like? Yeah. Would I be interested in seeing that? Sure. I think it adds more to the story. I think that would be cool if Tom Brady walked in here and it was Newton versus Brady and Newton. Would that not? Would that not be a great story? It'd be a pretty hell of a story. Do I think I it's think... going to happen? Probably not. But I'm so sick of hearing like. Why is he on the field? Oh, he's not going to. St- oh, he looks terrible. No shit. This is not new. Why are we acting like it's, you know, I was right, you know, and maybe people, maybe that's just the way I'm hearing it. I haven't heard anybody say like, oh, I was right. Like, but it's just implied in the take. He's, he's, he is a polarizing figure. I think he's yeah. been a polarizing figure the majority of his career because you will have camp supporters people who look at his athleticism, people look at what he's accomplished on a football field, whether it's in college or, you know, especially at the NFL level. And they say he has the pedigree. He has the experience. If he can put it all together, he can produce something pretty good. Mm. The problem is you've also got people that are like, he's done. He was never any good. There's some truth in the middle. Do I think Cam Newton is a competent quarterback in the NFL? Yes. Do I think he's one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the NFL? No. That's something As that that's an argument to be had. That's There's an argument to be had. Yeah. See, I keep looking at that drop, but yeah, it's just he looks late on a couple of throws and he's over, you know, it's still that freaking shock put, you know, coming out of a freaking revolutionary war musket, but <laughs> No touch um, where you see Mac and he's able to put a little bit more air on it and drop it in places. And when he can fire it, I'm sure he can. Um, He's only, he's only overthrowing. I don't want to say he's only overthrowing them by like five yards. That's a pretty big margin, but it's uh, it's not ending up five yards in front of him, which 
there's, you know, we're getting somewhere. At least the ball's did you happen? Did you happen to hear any comments from Chris Gasper last week? I did not. Fill me in. So he was obviously at some of the practices the media was allowed to to attend and from what he saw with mac jones the decision maker thrower of the football when they were doing like seven on sevens and things like that was he was checking down a lot and i think gasper's probably got one of these narratives of of mac jones being just an average guy like calls him jack jones all the time yeah and he may be looking for something that's not there but there is some concern about Mac Jones being the check down guy and whether or not his ceiling is just another one of these like Kirk cousin, Andy Dalton types. So if he's starting to air the ball out and he's getting some, some reps in with some players where he can find them in the end zone, or he can put a ball where only they can catch it. I think that's a very good sign. Again, you're not doing it against 11 guys on defense that are trying to take your head off yet, but He'll get his he'll get his opportunity. He'll definitely get his opportunity, but he is making things more exciting. He's doing just about what I thought he was going to, which is stay in the conversation and make things competitive for Cam Newton. And don't let us talk about Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham. And that seems to be what happens is we come into every week and we're talking about is Cam Newton right? Is he okay? Is he getting better or is Mac Jones ready to go? And those are the only two conversations I want to have with quarterbacks. Yeah, it's I like that we're getting a lot of uh a lot of the footage that I'm seeing at least is Mac and Cam throwing the ball uh side by side to get that comparison because obviously those are the two those are the two names right now that people are paying attention to. One because Bill said, like, yeah, he's gonna, you know, Newton's gonna be our game or a week one starter and Mac Jones is the is you know the first round pick. So it's like again, I just hate how people are trying to sound right that you know that Newton does not look good or will not look good or whatever. You know, it's just it's kind of like what are we doing? Yes, we know that we've known that it's not going to be surprising if he doesn't start or if he does start or or if uh, he doesn't start for too long. But yeah, it's just the same thing overthrowing people not really late on throws nothing behind anybody it's just and also people were surprised that he's coming out and playing with that thumb give the guy the guy wants to work i can't like hate him for really any other reason he wants to put in the work and i respect i mean i can't i couldn't imagine if we had you know arrogant non-humble cam from a couple years ago and i'm not saying i'm not i'm not boohooing everything and like you know why people hate him and stuff it's just like, I for me, no reason. I just like, I don't know. I, I don't have no reason to like kind of just be upset with uh, with him trying, at least trying. When when Cam, because we, we didn't really share our takes a year ago when he signed. And I think it's we're really closing in on like a year because it was yeah. late June when he came in. It was very late in the offseason. Might was it July? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're closing in on him being here for a year. Feels like a decade. But when he first came in, were you a pro cam guy? No. You so you kind of knew from the start this wasn't going to work out. No, I wouldn't say that. I was more so just um, because we were hearing so much hype about Jared Stidham. I 
I just wanted to start new. After 20 years of Brady, I was like, you know, people are hyping up Stidham, but regardless, this is the guy we drafted. So let's go with this. If people are hyping him up, hyping him up and that's what we're hearing, you know, throughout the media and from the team, okay, let's start fresh. It's a young quarterback. So when you bring in Cam Newton and you think about the injuries, the surgeries, his last couple of years in Carolina, it was kind of just like, oh, what the hell? What are hmm. we doing? Like, start fresh, which is kind of what you're doing this year with Mac Jones, potentially, whenever that will happen. But no, I wouldn't say, like, I I definitely didn't have the thought of, oh, he's going to suck. I didn't know what he was going to be. I knew it was going to be a re- rehabilitation project. But I just wanted to start fresh, which I figured a lot of people would do, again, after 20 years of the same quarterback. And I mean that as, like, this is the guy we drafted. All right, let's see what the kid has. And it never happened. And after week two, I can say, you know, everybody was on the same page of, okay, you know, Cam's still got something. I was definitely on the Cam train when he came on. Came yeah. on board. I was this I was just one of those people that had to see to believe it. I just figured you're getting a veteran, a guy that knows how to play quarterback that's not Brian Hoyer. Yeah. In and you can't be that bad. I completely undersold their their offensive weapons, though. Like Brady may, really found a way to make chicken shit out of chickens or chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's definitely not a phrase, but that's what he was able to do. And Cam, just what he was dealt with wasn't a good enough hand. It just it didn't work. And now with his hand being injured and he's behind the eight ball again, like you said, give him credit. At least he's throwing the ball. At least he's busting his ass. He's working hard. He's staying on the field. He's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things. Right. You can't discredit him for that. If at the end of the day, he's just not good enough, though, then then it is what it ready is. Ready to make that decision. Yep, be ready to make the decision. It's you. You gave him a contract to come back and compete because he definitely earned that last year. Out of all the guys on the team last year, Cam gave a shit, and I can respect him for that because there were a lot of people last year. I, we were talking about Gilmore earlier. I said this to you before the show started. I think Gilmore at a point, regardless of us giving him more money for that year, just played like he didn't give a shit. And I mean, who who could throughout that you know throughout that year, not just for the for the Patriots, but for any team that had a losing record and that was dealing with COVID and um, and I don't mean like actually getting, I mean just not having fans and like the Patriots are a team that thrive off a crowd and a lot of teams thrive off a crowd. It's just, it's a, it's a season of where you're, you're kind of like, well, this sucks. What do we, you know, what are we playing for? We don't have talent. We don't have this. We don't have that, but Cam, you know, and I, I don't think, I, I definitely don't think there's anybody out there that has discredited him for that. He just, he gave a shit. And I can't like, I respect the hell out of him for that because it, it, even though it wasn't there and there were times where we lost games because of him or, the entire offense. We've said this. Pl- we we've said this plenty of times before. Just talking about quarterbacks alone. As much as Cam Newton didn't play well last year, what around him played well in the offense? Nothing. 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 You had Sparks and Damian Harris, and that's about it. I mean, I'm also seeing some some positive stuff of Gunnar Olszewski coming out of minicamp that he's working hard and he's starting to be incorporated into a little bit more of a receiver. And it it does seem like he's being 
more ingrained in that Troy Brown, Julian Edelman role. I mean, that's very, very, very high praise for somebody that was a defensive back in college and has done nothing more than return punts. But I mean, if you can get explosive plays out of anybody, I'll take it. I'll take it because it's what the offense has lacked for a very long time. And it's funny, I'm doing this like 16 team fantasy draft of a a dynasty league. So it's, it's insane. It's a, it's a, the draft is going to take a month. Like we're on pick 15 right now or something like that. And there's 28 picks. We're halfway down. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's actually kind of cool because you can like trade future picks and the way that you want to draft is almost based on real life. Like getting a younger player with a lot of upside is smarter because you're going to hold on to them. And if you can get them later on in the draft, then it's kind of like perceived better value. Either way, the Sony Michelle is still a Patriot. I keep forgetting that he's still a Patriot first round pick first round running back. Yep. Cause he doesn't do anything for you. He's got no explosiveness. He's not really a great pass catcher. I don't think that his job is in jeopardy, but if you look at the running back room with James White, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, they still got Brandon Bolden, who's going to take up a roster spot. Yeah. Like Sony Michelle might not make this team. It's very true. Very true. I'm looking at a video right now from the uh, camera guys on Twitter. The uh, it's a good NBC, one. NBC, uh, NBCS camera guys. Yeah, they got some good stuff. It's the running backs walking out together, and Brandon Bolden's hugging, you know, Matt uh, Matt Patricia and. Belichick's going around and high five and got this team smells blood in the water. Yeah. It's just me. Like something. I don't want to say I have feelings, you know, like 20, like in 2016, I'm sure every, everybody felt this and I'm not like claiming credit for it, but 2016, I felt, I was like, this team going to win a Super Bowl. Brady's going to come back and he's going to just, you know, it's going to be hell on earth and he's just going to come back. You know, they're going to win a Super Bowl. And they did. Again, I'm not saying like I knew what I knew it, but it was just you have that feeling as a fan that things are gonna that things are shaping up and are gonna be well. This I think this team is like hungry. And we it started right at free agency. Yeah. But oh man. Well, there was this this scorched earth Belichick offseason that everybody was saying we were gonna get. Yeah. Very similar to like a two thousand seven offseason. Day one, he makes some big splashes. Day two, he continues to make some big splashes. He, you know, improves the team both for the future and for the present in the draft. He doesn't seem to be afraid of actually paying guys or, you know, giving guys haircuts or, you know, I think the, the, the only thing that you could really say he didn't get his way on this year is the number changes. It's like that, but that's it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. Matt Judon, I think, is wearing number eight. And uh, Mills, I think, what did he switch to? He switched I think to he's number two. two. Yeah. I don't like Brian it. Hoyer's number five now. It's oh. too cool. Well, that's that's normal for a quarterback, but I'm talking defensive guys switching to single digits or in the teens. It's too collegiate. It is too I collegiate. It. I hate it. I hate it. It's like double flaps in the minor league system. Once yeah. you get to the majors, you you grow up. Right, right. It's stop retiring in numbers that don't matter. How about that? Yeah. Let's, let's Patriots, I think, have done a, a decent job of not retiring. Yeah, there's a few in there where it's kind of like, mm, you know, really him? 
but yeah. It's... Yeah. I I was playing a game one time with Masala where I had him name every single retired number by the Patriots and he got it. He, he got them all, which I was very, very surprised at. It was, it's a good job because there are some very strange numbers and, and guys on, on there that you're like, why is that? What? Who? When? Mm-hmm. Where? Wasn't this team awful before the nineties? Yeah, it's that's just what it comes down to. However, it's just so collegiate. I don't like it. Why are we doing this? It's so dumb. It's just stupid. That's the one thing I'll agree with Tom Brady on right now. But obviously for him, different reasons, throwing the ball. That's why he hates it. But I just hate it just from the fan point of view that it's just dumb. And you gotta you gotta figure out like okay now do whose jersey do I wear? Am I really gonna walk around wearing a single digit jersey for a linebacker? Oh, yeah, it's I gotta figure that out. I, as you know, my Brady and Gronk jerseys are not hanging up in my closet. I will not say where they are. They're still they're still in my possession, but they are not. Um, it's weird. I have the I have the Michigan Brady jersey in my closet still. Maybe that's, that's just because it's not. Maybe that's just because it's not Patriots related. But uh, they're not hanging in my closet right now. Still a little hurt. Uh, will not be getting rid of them. But see, all last year I wore I wore the uh, the warm up jacket that I have. That's a nice jacket. Well, I like that one too. Thank you, thank you. It's very comfortable. Makes it me looks uh, comfortable. Makes me really you know just puts me in that feeling. I always wore it when I was doing URI games and all that stuff for football. But yeah, jersey. What am I gonna buy? Do I even want to buy one? Because I'm not a huge – who is a huge fan of the uh, new jerseys. But, hey, I think we actually might be going back to gray pants. A lot of guys wearing gray pants out in practice. I know maybe that's just practice and stuff. But I also remember showing you that mannequin at the draft. Uh, yes. At the draft that day. So I think – Yes. I did I did think that there was going to be a little bit of a change because those all blue color rush permanent home jerseys – so we got to do that for another four years. That makes it even more. That makes it high school. Yes. That's what, that's what Barrington wore. It's all blue. All blue, and then they have a white away jersey. Yeah. They used to have gold pants. Yeah. Way back. Uh, did they? I think they I think did. So. Way back. I think they had gold pants. They used to be blue tops, gold pants, white tops, gold pants. Yeah. Not at, uh, not at any point that I played or years before that. Oh, yeah. Before me, too. Way before me. Yeah. That, that had to have been a while ago. But. Oh, it's just, does gray pants really make it better? No, but I still think you should have gone with the white helmet and uh, the white pants and the blue jerseys that you have right now and bring back the red jerseys. That way you have a three total, but that's just me. No, I I, I like that idea. Oh, I do it every time in Madden. Makes me feel so much better about jerseys. So... But that's that's really it. First day of mandatory minicamp. Stefan Gilmore has. Were you surprised by that? No, I Me was neither. expecting it. Expecting yeah. it. I think a lot of people were for like the past year and a half or year and a half. Yeah, really. Yeah, let's call it that. Yeah, ever since they announced that he was going to be getting a, a increase and then was going to be on the books for a lot less than his value in the final year of the deal. Yeah, I definitely say nobody's surprised. I don't think Belichick's surprised. I don't think Belichick blames him. No, me neither. You can tell that he's you're you're right in saying that he 
definitely has changed in how he answers those types of questions when it comes to players not showing up. He's definitely pissed off, though. He, he's definitely mad, mad about the situation that guys are not there. And with Gil, with Gilmore, who knows, in the next couple of days, we can see that something happens with the contract. But last year, you were getting rumors that something was going on. This year, nothing. He's just not there. So, Andrew, before we wrap up this week's episode, I got a question for you. Sure. As you mentioned, you mentioned Madden. Madden teased today for Madden 22, uh, the cover athlete with a pair of goats storming out of a barn and Peyton Hillis saying, ooh, they even surprised me. So let's try and figure this out. We have two goats. One was younger. One was older. And Peyton Hillis, who's the most obscure Madden cover athlete of all time, being surprised. Do you have any thoughts on who you think the cover athlete or athletes are going to be? If it's Brady again, will he be the first player to be featured on two Madden covers? I think he would, right? Because when I can't, it was... I can't think of anybody else that's been featured on it twice. The only other player that might have been on it twice would have been... Yeah, because there was one year where they did Troy Polamalu and uh, Larry Fitzgerald, but neither one of them had appeared on an... That was the first year they put two cover athletes on. That was the year after they did Brett Favre, I think, for 2008 or 2000 Madden. Oh, it was for one of those Maddens. And he was in a Packers uniform, but he was playing for the Jets that year. And then they did Barry Sanders one year with an alternate cover of Adrian Peterson. Now, has Adrian Peterson been on multiple Madden covers? I don't, I don't believe think so. so. I'm looking at another video of Newton throwing the ball to uh, Gunner in the back of the end zone, very high. Gunner caught it. He went up there and snagged it with one hand and brought it down. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that was the tweet. That was probably the tweet that I saw where they were like, hey, Gunner Olszewski is starting to look like a receiver. Is it the thumb or is it? Well, let's see him in a game, though. Uh, is it the thumb or is it just same old Cam Newton? Hmm. Think, it's also it's a combination. They're also ball. saying that the uh, receivers had a tough time catching the ball today. Saw Aguilar drop one with Newton, uh, which actually was a pretty good throw by Newton. He just Aguilar dropped it. But if it's going back to the Madden thing, if it's Mahomes and Brady, like I mean, I could care less about buying Madden anymore because I think it's just they're trying to make the game way too realistic and it sucks now. <laughs> but uh, I don't care. Yeah, throw them both on. I think I have. For I don't know why last we're mentioning Mahomes Madden. in the GOAT conversation right now anyway. So oh, like, no, I, I would not be surprised if it's a Mahomes and Brady type cover. But are you having, old, old goat, are you young having goat. Mahomes in the GOAT conversation right now? Yes, he's been to two Super Bowls, but he's only won one. We don't know what's going to happen with the Chiefs afterwards. The GOAT conversation has changed so much. When, when people started using the term GOAT, yeah. at least when I first started hearing people use the term GOAT, it used to mean like, you were bad. Like he's the goat. He's the fucking shit. Billy goat sucks at everything. Doesn't offer anything for you. Uh, and now it's the acronym for greatest of all time. It's, I think it's tough to have multiple goats at the same position. I think it's possible to have 
goats at different positions. If you want to say greatest quarterback of all time, greatest receiver of all time, greatest linebacker of all time, cornerback, anything like that, go ahead. To say that you've got like Brady goat and then Mahomes is young goat, that, that doesn't doesn't work. And I'm also not a big goat guy. Yeah. Fucking does the, the greatest of all time deserves it. Greatest of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm Brady not talking about greatest of all time. Yeah, but I'm talking about so like when we were alive at this point, but we weren't thinking up here really. Uh when Brady won his first Super Bowl, were people calling him the goat? No. Exactly. When did people that come still into the probably conversation? calling for Bledsoe to play? Uh, I don't think Brady really hit his goat peak until it has to be after his third Super Bowl. It has to be after that. 2007 was the first year he ever threw for 30 touchdowns in a season. Right. And he broke the NFL record when he threw for 50. And I'm not discrediting. Yes, Mahomes is a very talented quarterback. That's not what I'm trying to get at here. But are we really at a point now in the NFL where it's just like, oh, God, he's the GOAT. Like, two one out of two Super Bowls, he can throw it behind his back and 360 this and off the wall. Not in the GOAT conversation for me yet. He just isn't. No. Definitely. Maybe if he won last year, then like, okay, we are working towards that. He could be the next Russell Wilson for all we know. Just, yep, won it as a, you know, in his first couple of years, and that's about it. It's just, it's, like, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's just dumb. The greatest is, of all time was not mentioned in the GOAT conversation after his first win. Different league, different league, but still. Same sport. I hate that that's like, that's what it is now. Well, maybe I, my theory is that they're actually going to go with uh, former players again. They might pull out that Barry Sanders. Maybe it'll be like a Jerry Rice, maybe like a Deion yeah. Sanders yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. So they, they can, uh, they can say, well, we've got the two greatest of all time that are going to be our cover athletes, or maybe it's a modern goat. Maybe it is Brady. And then maybe it's going to be, uh, Lawrence Taylor or something. Probably not Lawrence Taylor. Actually. I don't think that they would really want his image. Are you, uh, are you a believer of the Madden curse? Not anymore. Used to be a big believer in it. What changed your mind? Um, because I don't want to say going, that I well, going back in time. Yeah. Let's 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 do all the covers in reverse order and until we get to one. So 21 was Lamar Jackson. He had a down year. Yep. 2020 was Patrick Mahomes. He won the Super Bowl. He won. This was the year after he won MVP. He won Super Bowl MVP. I would say he broke the curse. He did get hurt that year, though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 2019 was Antonio Brown. He had a fine season. He just went crazy yep 2018 was, was brady. Tom brady went to the super bowl and lost won the mvp for the year 2017 was rob gronkowski got injured hurt. Didn't play in but the his super team bowl. but his team won the super bowl 2016 so, me... odell beckham jr oh i can keep going andrew i can keep going with these. Oh, let me stop you right there because brady in 2018 that could also be that the like the NFL MVP typically never wins the Super Bowl. True. Because like, that's happened multiple times recently. Happened right. with Mahomes. Happened with Matt Ryan. 2016, Odell Beckham. I don't fully remember what his year was like, but I think that was like his second year in the league. 
Do you, do you take Brady as one of those guys that is, if he's on the Madden cover this year, he looks back at 2017 and he's like, I was on the cover that year. We lost the Super Bowl. I never thought that he was going to be on a Madden cover, to be honest with you. I'm surprised me, it took him 18 years. Me neither. It took him five Super Bowls, but <laughs> still, still, like, I kind of do take Brady as that, like, well, this happened once before. I lost the Super Bowl. You know, I wasn't. He's that fuck. He's that superstitious. He is. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Some little teeny tiny part inside of him is kind of like, oh boy. Um, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Let's just see how it goes. Not saying I want that to happen, but it'll be interesting though. I'm looking forward to Madden this year. Once again, going to try and get a 32 team online franchise going. It's it's not going to happen, but hey, never say I'm, never. Yeah, the hope is there. We'll see. All right. First day of mandatory mini camp again. No, <clears throat> no Stefan Gilmore. Oh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, man. Do you think what's more likely to happen? A contract re- um, extension or him holding out and not coming back until week nine? Contract Which is extension. when I think he has to report. I think an extension is more likely to happen because I do think so that too. there is, I don't know how much they may be communicating, but I think that there's a, a mutual understanding of yeah. what he's after or of what they're after. So I think he'll get extended though. I think they'll figure something out. Hope so. I just, I don't, I can't really think of any trade because I definitely think Bill wants him here. It's just going to come down to the money. Which yeah. is obvious, but it, I, I mean that just to say the like straight up that yes, I think Bill wants him here. I don't think it's I don't think he's eager just to go and trade him because of the money. Yeah, I definitely think Bill's going to try to work his magic and see what he can do. He um he's hungry. He's hungry. Scorched I hope so because last year he. Oh, are you talking about Belichick? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. He was throwing out cash like there was no tomorrow so we'll see they need it they do need it they do need him and i just hope he plays a little better than he did last year but i don't blame him because cool oh who who even halfway through the year would you give a crap about playing on that team i know it'd be hard for me to do it yeah it would be tough to have to get up in the morning go to work every day knowing that my team wasn't good enough to win. That's why I can't imagine being Joe Thomas all those years in Cleveland, never missing a snap. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it goes now. Nowadays though. That's yeah. And the other thing too, is he could get a, a $93,000 fine. If he doesn't uh, show up to min, uh, mini camp. I did see that. I saw so that, that was too. mostly in reference to what the Aaron Rodgers situation is. I saw he'd be yeah. losing out on like a hundred thousand dollars. But again, I think, I think they'll figure something out with Gilmore. He did say in that, in his presser, he did say, yeah, close on a couple of guys. So it's like, what do you mean? Close on getting them here or like close on getting them here <laughs> money wise. It's going to be interesting. But, uh, Nick, any final thoughts until we join back up next time? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I want to keep hearing some positive stuff out of Mac Jones. I want to keep seeing progression out of him. I want to 
figure out what they're doing as far as defensive. And again, you're not really going to see what their identity is in practice during the summer, but what is their identity going to be on defense? Are they going to be a bend, but don't break type team? Are they going to try and get after the quarterback? Are they going to play the run more than the pass? It's, those are the things that I'm looking forward to and, and would like to find out a little bit more information about over the next couple of days. I like what I'm seeing, man. It's especially that last video that I saw on Twitter from the camera guys. It's just blood in the water, blood in the water. That's what they're uh, sniffing right now. And I like it. I think, uh, you know, Matt Judon had some comments today where he was talking about how he's excited to work uh, to coach, to coach, to, be coached by Belichick and you know make some memories with the Patriots I definitely you know and he's definitely he was a guy that people were like oh well obviously look at the money they threw at him but it's good to hear something like those comments from a guy like Matt Judon where it's like yeah he got a lot of a lot of money from free agency but he's also happy to play here and you know we'll see it's gonna be good oh it's gonna be so good it's gonna be great Let's talk about going to a game. <laughs> I'm, de- <laughs> Let's I'm save dead. Up some- I'm dead. We gotta, we gotta well, save but, up money. We gotta. We need to figure out the the press pass situation. We've gotta, no, even yeah. if it's through yeah. iHeart. Like, let's be honest. Can we? No, really, I don't think that would happen. You don't think so? You don't think it's like you can't pull a couple of string? We'll see. We'll we'll see. Nah, we'll go to a game. We'll go to a game. We'll save up money. We'll go to a I game. I think you have a better chance of WHJJ relaunching a uh, sports show. I do think a, that's a very strong possibility as well, to be honest with you. But that's going to do it for us. Day one, mandatory mini camp. I think if anything drastic happens in the next uh, next week or so, or this week, we'll probably record about it. But yeah. other than that, we're getting close, Nick. It's getting closer day after day. Day by day. Day, day by day. We're in a Dunder Mifflin shirt? Of course. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, I'd say go enjoy the Bruins, but they're not playing anymore. So thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. You're welcome. Go Island. Go Islanders, actually. Yeah, Anybody but yes. Tampa. Anybody, Anybody but Tampa. And Montreal. And Montreal. That's gonna do it. He's Nick Mara. I'm Andrew Meehan, and we'll see you back here next time.